This is the Brandon T. Adams Audio Experience. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Brennan T. Adams Audio Experience. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and this is episode 74. And this is me appearing on the Decision Day podcast with Leah Leverage. And this is Leah, if, if you don't know who Leah is, she's a producer of this podcast show. She's been working with Brennan T. Adams and our company here for a couple years now, and I think two and a half years. But I went on her podcast show, and she asked me some questions around what does it mean to be an entrepreneur, exploring different paths after high school, um, because her podcast is all around, actually, uh, people determining if they want to go to college or not, because typically in in certain worlds, people think that right after high school, you have to go right to college. I disagree with that, and so does Leah. And so that's what our podcast show is about, is looking at different paths. And then I just share kind of my thoughts on the value of education in 2023. So let's jump right into it with Leah. I met Brandon T. Adams in March of 2021 when he offered me a paid internship where I was basically creating and posting on his social media. I gradually worked up to executive assistant, fancy, I know, And if you want to get technical, as of right now, May 2023, this just happened, um, I got the new title of Multimedia and Video Production Manager. So still social media, but so many more kind of miscellaneous things. And I'm also the Assistant Event Coordinator for the Rise and Record Video Marketing event, which Brandon and his wife, Samantha, host annually in October. It sounds so crazy saying that, because if you would have told me in 2021... That's what I'd be saying. I don't even think I would have believed you. So this is all extremely exciting, but it's also intimidating at the same time. It's exciting because I've been learning and evolving and improving with the help of Brandon and Samantha. But I also mentioned intimidating because, in the best way possible, because of how absolutely knowledgeable and successful they are, and not to mention how dedicated they are to sharing their wisdom. I had the chance to finally interview Brandon T. Adams after talking about him on here so much, probably way too much. And Samantha, if you're listening, girl, you are up next. I have so many college and career questions I want to ask you. So Brandon T. Adams has been the best example of an entrepreneur that I've ever seen in my long 18 years of life. He is a two-time Emmy Award winner, inventor, TV producer, video marketing expert, CEO advisor, investor, event host, keynote speaker, author, podcast host, and amazing at networking. I might have even forgotten a few things, but that is that proves my point. He is the true definition of an entrepreneur, so I figured he was the best person to gain a new perspective from. I hope I asked all the right questions for you. Let's find out what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. All right, you'll never guess who I'm recording with right now. I get more messages about Brandon T. Adams and my current job than anything else. So it makes sense that I am going to be asking Brandon some questions today, especially about entrepreneurship. So hi, Brandon. (laughs) I'm excited. Hey, I'm a listener of the podcast. I'm a big supporter and love of it. And I'm excited to be on the show. Thanks for having me. It's about time. Okay, so. Before we get into the three most important things that you need to know as an aspiring entrepreneur, Brandon, what was your decision day or what does decision day mean to you? So decision day means to me, you know, it's, I think 
in life, we're always going through the decision process. We're choosing what path to go. We're decided on whether we do this, we do that, we take this job, or we go down this path, whether it could be college, it could be down a business endeavor. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about different decisions, right? Especially in entrepreneurship, you're constantly having to make decisions. Uh, but if I'm thinking on a bigger level, so for like listeners that are looking to make the decision whether they go to college or not, um, I look at when I'm about to make a big decision on like a business move or a partnership, I really ask myself, do I feel like this a hell yeah? <laughs> Is it a, like go all in? Is this something that aligns with who I am as a person, the energy, just my belief system? And it does my gut tell me to do this mm -hmm. um, because uh, your gut can be a great decision maker for you. And what I mean by that is like sometimes your gut, like you just know you got to do something. It's intuition. And then sometimes your gut, you know that, you know, something about that is telling me to put my brakes on. Yeah. And so that's what it means to me. It's, it's, it's doing things, making a decision or choice uh, that really aligns with you, your whole being and, and what you want to be when you grow up. And I'm still, as I get older, hey, I, there's still things I want to be when I grow up. Right. Um, can you share with us your experience after high school, what you decided to do and how it led you to where you are? Yeah. So never been asked that question, uh, experience really? after high school, because no, I actually, what was thought after high school, I, I will tell you, part of me actually didn't go to college mm -hmm. uh, because I, I had in my whole intention to be an entrepreneur and to be in the ice business with my father. And I thought, why do I need to go to college for that? And my dad said, hey, like, what if the, the business doesn't work out for you? And he said, well, you can make some connections and you can learn. And so I ended up going to college. But like my first year was, I mean, I, I got a 1.68 GPA. I was partying. I was drinking too much. I got kicked out of the dorms. I kind of wasted a year of ed education and, and spent a lot of money for crazy experiences, I guess. Yeah. So went to Iowa state and, uh, I pushed through it. I did my four years. It, if I look back on it, what I wouldn't make any change or would I make changes in my direction, but, and keep in mind, this was in 2008. So times have changed. Yeah. Quite um, different. It, quite different. That's 15 years ago. So when I was making that decision, it totally was ingrained and ingrained in everybody's mind that you got to go to college, right? And I'm grateful for my experience because I did get introduced to some people that led me to some other partnerships. But I will say this, this is my whole belief. Where it stands, we're probably going deep into it in the two questions, but where it oh, stands okay. right now, my belief in college is this. If you want to become a doctor or a lawyer or some profession where there has to be these Basically, you have to go through a process to get a certification. College is a path for you. There's really, that is the path for you. That's You don't really have now, a choice. You don't have a choice. And, and maybe someday there'll be something that's not called college, but it gives you that certification. Mm -hmm. Because I do hope that people get the education they need if they're going to work right. on brain surgeries or bodies or anything. <laughs> now, from a business standpoint, if you want to learn business, if you want to learn marketing, you want to learn business development, social media, all these things. The best way to learn is by doing. 
because things constantly change. And I always laugh. There's professors in colleges that never actually ran a business themselves. And they expect me to listen <laughs> to Kevin them. Kevin Harrington when, mentioned that. Yep. Yeah. Like, how am I going to, Kevin mentioned, like, how I'm going to show up in this class, somebody that's never actually run a business themselves. What am I going to learn from them? Mm-hmm. The best advice or lessons you can learn is through really mistakes. Because you learn from your mistakes and then you avoid them down the road. You learn from real hard work and firsthand experience. And then another thing, which is really the the kind of the route you're going is working with influential people or people that do things at a very high level and finding ways to do business with them because you will learn more in business and marketing in that beginning on maybe internship and then job than any college will ever teach you. And it will open you up to other doors that you normally wouldn't get access to. And by the way, you're getting paid and you're not paying an organization to go do that learning. So that's my thoughts on it. And there's still people that go and, and again, they go the business route. Maybe they don't know what they want to do, but we live in a world now that you can go on YouTube, you can search content, you can invest in trainings, you can invest in masterminds, you can go online and buy a course and learn whatever you want. You can pay $180 a year to have a masterclass and you can learn from some of the most influential people in the world for 180 bucks a year. Yeah. So um, that's my thoughts. <laughs> I feel like I've heard you say before that college can't make the mistake and learn from it for you or like they it can't. Yeah, just- it's it, I mean, again, college provides connections and it provides um, an organized way of thinking and teaching you how to think, uh, but also you can still get connections by going to attending events and everything else. Um, I think society has really branded in our brains and minds that there's only one way. Mm-hmm. And this is the way. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's not the only way. It's 2023. We live in a different world. There's people, YouTubers, influencers, business people that are creating million dollar businesses out of their home with a computer. It's different times. How did you realize entrepreneurship was right for you? I know you mentioned the ice business, but how did you realize that you wanted to do something in that sort of field for the rest of your life? The day I was born, I think I was I was born an entrepreneur. It was always a part of me. Um, I never really had a desire to work for anybody else uh, in a corporate job or anything like that. My dad at a young age, um, as a kid, working with him in the family ice business, I got to see him in, a, in really firsthand experience and, and watch my father in the ice business. He would take me in the truck and we would go to the stop. And I would walk with him into the, the convenience store. He would ask, hey, can I get your keys to deliver? We have an ice delivery. There would be some small talk. He, he was doing customer relationships yeah. or customer relations, you call it. We would go out. I would get in the back of the truck. I would throw bags of ice down, 20-pound bags, to my father. He would How put it in the you? cooler. I was doing as early as like five years old. Oh, really? Back then I was, back then I was dragging it. <laughs> <laughs> I cute. couldn't lift it. I got to see from my father what it was like to negotiate, to sell, to do business. And so when you asked me, was I like, when did I realize I'm an entrepreneur? I was always an entrepreneur. It seems there like it's no in your one, DNA. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my DNA. And, and as I advanced and then I really started to make money in certain areas, I realized that I, I don't want to work for anybody else, I want to do my own path, even if there's some times where it's like, I'm not making really any money, or 
I'm going through a huge hardship. I would rather go through that than have to do a nine to five. So for someone listening that thinks that they have the potential to be an entrepreneur when they get older, if they aren't already, what traits do they need to have to be able to be like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur? You're an entrepreneur if you want to solve problems and just figure out how to make something work and then figure a way to make money from it, make a living from it. You're an entrepreneur. Characteristics, what it takes is persistence, faith, belief in yourself, belief in what you're offering, and be willing to hear no many times and be willing to know like things are going to go wrong all the time. But just know that's a lesson and it's telling you something. How can I get better? How can I change it up? You have to have a strong belief in yourself. You have to have a strong like desire, burning desire and motivation to keep pushing forward. Because even me, one of the most motivated guys, like there's days where so many things go wrong um, that it is challenging to get up and be like, okay, I'm going to go through this day. I'm going to put a smile on. I'm going to go on a podcast or I'm going to do this. Yeah, There's a lot of things are going wrong. So you have to have an internal desire and motivation, but it has to be a bigger purpose. It can't just be about the money. And the money, money is amazing and money helps bring more opportunity and everything else. But if it's just about the money, you, you're not going to be successful. You need to have a desire to do something that really lights you up and is you're seeing an end result. So like helping people, helping them achieve their goals, but also seeing something work. Like nothing's cooler than even to this day, I don't care how big a sale, whether it's $10 or 10 grand or a hundred grand. If you do something with marketing and you see a result from it that you did and you created, whether through a video or from an event, you're like, wow, we made that happen. Like that end result came from our work. That's what lights up entrepreneurs. So And once you see that success or those wins, it gives you confidence Mm -hmm. that you can use that confidence to get momentum and to get more wins and more wins. And you ride that wave, you ride that momentum. Entrepreneurs, there's such a thing as momentum and people ride in the wave of success. And I look at it as anytime I have a big success, I double down, I work harder because I'm like, I have this, let's use this momentum to grow further, go farther. Uh, That's how I look at it. I mean, entrepreneurship, there's an old saying, I had this in front of my wall back when I was in the ice business. And it said, entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. And that is the full encompass entrepreneurship because when you are actually pursuing your own endeavors and everything, the beginning is hard. And then you start seeing success. And then as you become even more advanced, you're having bigger obstacles in different ways. But I will tell you, it is the most rewarding experiences, especially when you can create financial freedom, but also opportunities for yourself and experiences that nobody else can get. I mean, Leah, of all people, you know, like you're (laughs) in a room having a dinner with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. You get to go around and see people filming production with Emmy award-winning crews or going to events and being experiences with musicians or entrepreneurs that you're like, this person I get to spend time with. It's crazy. (laughs) And by the way, and travel, like travel, like these are things that not many people get to do. And I didn't, I didn't realize how crazy my own life was until I realized like going and talking to family members, you have kids and everything. (laughs) Like the other day I was on seven planes in seven days. And I went from being in Florida for a meeting. That's insane. Seven planes in seven days. Seven planes in seven days. And people are like, what? That's crazy. 
I'm living the most of my life in in the fast lane. I'm enjoying it. And That's entrepreneurship, only, though. Yeah. It's entrepreneurship, but this would have never happened. I would never get these opportunities if I didn't put in the work for the first like beginning of my career. Again, few years of life, like most people won't. So you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. But also, if you're listening and you heard the seven flights in seven days and that sparked something within you, maybe you should consider entrepreneurship. Um, okay, so with those traits, let's say the person listening, they think that they have those entrepreneurial traits. What are the first steps that they should take to actually go for it and become an entrepreneur or start a business? First, ask yourself, what. and by the way, you might not know this exactly yet, depending on your age. Ask yourself, what do you like? What do you want? Like, what what is the thing you want to focus on? Where are your areas of interest? And what do you want in life? Because a lot of things that you want in life will drive everything else. So what is your why? So figure out what your why is and what really lights you up because that will drive everything else. Because then when you're going and doing the sales call or doing those tasks, you're thinking, okay, the things I'm doing are getting me to my why and, and knowing your purpose. And the next thing, looking at, okay, what do I want to focus on? So if you want to focus on video marketing, you want to focus on production, you want to focus on understanding marketing growth, what would I do? I would find the top video marketing production companies out there or the top experts in the space. And I would find a way to get into business with them, starting at the beginning, which I've done before, maybe working on an internship, working for free to show your value. And then what will happen is eventually that will open up doors to be in business with that person, which will make you more money than you could ever made before. But also you're learning at the highest level on how to do something of interest in. And so whether you're just getting out of college or just getting out of high school, if you know there's a certain thing you want to do, find the people that are already doing it at the highest level and figure out how you can become a personal value to them so you get into business with them or get them in some way to like hire you because they will take you to the top that much quicker. Your skills will be that much more advanced and you'll make more money in the long run. From you, I, everyone has to start from somewhere. So how do how did you gain a following? How do you grow your audience? When I started creating like real content and stuff, it was when I was probably 21 years old. Like I remember doing my first Facebook Live and I remember posting stuff on social media, even going on radio and stuff. But my first reasoning of why I did that is because I wanted to get exposure for my invention, Arctic Stick. I was working to get the right people to see me, get investors to see me, to sell the product. And so that's why I was doing it. And then as I was doing it more and more, I saw a result where it led to other things. People reaching out to me, asking to help me. And then I saw, okay, this is a powerful thing. I, by the way, I was building a personal brand. And so as I started doing that, um, I gained close like knit followers. And followers meaning like people that I would see at events, people that would hear my podcast show that I had. Or genuine people followers. Genuine, like real yeah. followers. Like people, some from my hometown, some just in parts of the world I didn't know. But we're talking like hundreds of followers. Like we're right followers. It was hundreds of followers and then slowly increasing. And then I started advancing my marketing skills. I started speaking on more stages. I started creating more content, posting more content. And then I had these different assets that were created once and put out there that more and more people were consuming my content. Going on podcast shows now. I've been on probably 500 podcast shows that Ooh. I've appeared on. 
And and with that, so think about it. I have podcast shows, Leah, that are going back almost eight or nine years now that are out there and people still listen to them from nine years ago. And so all this stuff that I was doing to build my brand and get myself out there slowly would exponentially reach more people, which led to more followers. And then it's getting more focused on the right followers, the people that are going to buy from me. But there's some people five years ago that weren't in a position to hire me. And now five years later, they are. And so you look at the longer play, but the quickest way you can do it is through posting regular video content through your phone on there social media. I was waiting and, for and, it. <laughs> and, consi- and consistently posting that video content out there um, because people can easily see who you are, what you do and how you can help them. Because what will happen is if you post enough video content out and sharing your message, you will connect with people. And not only will you gain more followers, but those followers that follow you might open up doors for you that could be a big speaking engagement, a podcast show, and then all the other things will come into play. Perfect. Um, So you mentioned before that you grew up in a small town in Iowa, but you don't live there right now. So how did moving out of your hometown or small town impact your life after high school and even where you are today? Great question. It uh, It was not easy. I thought I would live in my small town forever. But when I committed to getting an apartment in downtown Des Moines, Iowa, which is the capital of Iowa, the bigger, biggest city. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I remember doing that and it was a big leap for me because it's like kind of going and putting myself in a big city and, and getting to know people because I didn't know anybody. And then I eventually got to know people, but then eventually got a place in Minnesota. And now I have places in Florida and, and Tennessee. So are you glad that you didn't stay in Iowa? I Has had it to helped leave. you in your it, it helped me. It helped me. Uh, I, I had to leave because I also, here's what happened. I had to get out of my comfort zone. I was so comfortable with the people around me and I was in this, these different habits. When I forced myself to go to different atmospheres and bigger cities or around influential people that were my mentors, I was forced to think bigger and not be around old habits. So once I left those, I had that ability to grow new habits and meet new people, which expanded me to new networks and allowed me to grow in every area of my life. And then uh, with your hometown, how did you deal with almost like pressure or judgment from family and friends? Because you did end up kind of taking a non-traditional path. My parents, when they questioned it, they did kind of think, why are you doing this? Worried about me because parents do that sometimes. They don't yes. know what's best yeah. for you, but they're <laughs> looking out for you, right? And then you got you got kids you grew up with and friends that they don't get it either because they have their own traditional path. So they might, some might just talk smack about you, make fun of you and, and they won't believe it in it ever. And sometimes you have to cut those people out. And now it doesn't matter because now I I achieved the end goal or not the end goal, but I've kind of put myself in position where they're not questioning what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because the proof's in the pudding. So it's just for anybody listening, if you have a big dream, you have a big vision, you have a big goal. And if you share it and there aren't people questioning you're laughing at you, it's not big enough. Ooh, because that's good. when you, when you, when you go after something really big, and I've said this a couple of times lately to people that are really big, even for me thinking like, they would kind of look at me like, Oh, okay. And that's when I know it's a big goal because <laughs> people think I'm crazy. And Early in my career, when I said I was going to go do this or do that, and they thought I was crazy, and then I did it, 
it became my reality. So it's first like believing you can do it, state it into the world. And then when people think you're crazy, that means you're on the right path. All right. So to recap everything, um, what are the three most important things you need to know as an aspiring entrepreneur? Three most important things. One is in entrepreneurship or life or anything, you just can't quit. If you keep getting up and pushing forward, getting up and pushing forward and making improvements, tweaking things, but keep pushing forward and believing you can achieve something, you eventually will win. It might take you a couple of years, five years, but it'll be worth it if you don't quit. So that's one thing. Just know you got to just keep going in life and business, whatever you're doing, just keep going. The second thing I would tell you is you need to really build a specialized knowledge. So what that is, is you need to become an expert in something, one thing, and, and just become the best at it. And then once you become the best at it, you're the go-to resource, sell people into your services, like pr- make money from that area of expertise. And the important thing looking into now, it, there's more than three here, in personal <laughs> branding if you have a known brand and you're known online through videos, through content, everything, you're the expert and you actually know what you're talking about, you get paid more than everybody else because you are the go-to expert that publicly everybody knows. And then one other thing I'll say is you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Those people will make you or break you. And so make sure you're around the right people. It goes back to when I said, find somebody who's already achieved what you want to achieve because those people will help you make more money. They'll make you help you feel better. They'll just, they'll kind of mold your life for you. So be very careful who you spend your time with because you can have the right people and you can have the wrong people. So, so good. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon. 